Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes. Amen. Where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. If you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. And today, we have a special guest with us, Tamisha Campbell. So, and this special guest has a, a book entitled Hear the Sound, A Guide to Releasing Heaven on Earth Through Music. And we want every one of you to get ready to, to enjoy the woman of God as she shares and gives us wisdom and insight from the word of the Lord that he brought her to bring this book. So we ask you right now, sis, in the name of Jesus, I honor the Lord and I thank him for bringing you on our broadcast. I ask God's spirit to use you mightily as you share and speak into our lives. Amen. Well, God bless you, everyone. Give a great big praise, amen, to our sister, amen, Tamisha. We bring you on right now. God bless you. How are you, woman of God? And you're going to give you a chance to go ahead and introduce yourself to us, and we thank God for you. I am well. I am well. Thank you, Apostle, for having me on today. I am really excited uh, to share not only about the book, but I believe that some of the things that the Lord just wants to to address, you know, during this time and this season that we're in, even concerning music. Um, so I'm just I'm just blessed to be on here today. One of my favorite verses that I, I, I wanted to pull up and share. This verse really stirred my heart. Uh, many times as a minister, the the grace and uh, the power of the minstrel of the sound that actually brings in the anointing from the, it enhances the preaching, it enhances the deliverance, it sets the atmosphere for everything. And when I was reading your book, Hear the Sound, I, as I was going through your book, there were certain things in there that really blessed me. But I got to read my favorite verse in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. And the prophet said, bring, but now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Now, this is powerful. I see in this exact verse, wherein what God has put inside of you as a minstrel, it changed the atmosphere. I'm going to let you go ahead and pick it up from there, and I'm going to ask a few questions. But on that verse right there, your book made me think of that. I have seen times, and I'll say this and get out of your way, where a musician would be playing with me, and they would, they would be in a certain vein. They would be in a certain place in the spirit. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, they shift. I can tell when they shift. When they shift, I've had times politely. Now, I'm not one of those type of preachers that would embarrass a musician because I don't think that's necessary. But I would politely say to the person, I need you to shift back where you were because at the particular time when you moved out of that vein, the anointing on me completely went whoop. 
it dropped mm-hmm. from one level to the next. You being a minstrel, because I'm not a minstrel. I am a I am a general of deliverance. I'm a warfare guy. Amen. You give me the cry of the sound, I'll pull a sword and cut something's head off. Amen. Amen. But I want you to kind of give me some background on yourself and explain that to me, how that when the minstrel came out for the prophet, that the atmosphere shifted in such a way and the power of God began to move. I'm going to turn that over to you because you're the minstrel. Amen. And I've also been a music teacher. Uh, so I, I am a licensed, state licensed uh, music educator, uh, which is something that I enjoy doing very much. So um, to answer your question, and I, I know that you're speaking, but I can't hear you on my end. Um, no, no, I'm not saying anything. I... I'm listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> okay. Am, I am listening. Um, okay, no worries. So uh, to answer your question, so based on just that verse alone, I think that verse is so powerful because we can see that there is a connection. The Bible makes a connection between music and the prophetic, music and, and prophecy. And so we understand that there is a, a relationship dealing with music and how it affects our world, how it affects our natural realm that we live in, and also um, the spiritual realm, right? Uh, because when this minstrel played, this enacted the it, it it caused prophecy to be released from heaven into the earth. And so, you know, I'm just excited to talk on this topic because um, this is this is really a supernatural thing. And I know we we hear music and we've heard music on the radio. But I believe in this day and time, God is really highlighting the supernatural power of music. And uh, so that is one of the the focal points of of this book that I wrote here, The Sound, A Guide to Releasing Heaven on Earth Through Music. Now, I I was listening at the book and uh, at the time because I do a lot of audible books, which has Mm -hmm. been a real blessing to me. I get to consume so much. There was one point, and I hope I can say this right. You were much younger, and there was a sound that you heard in in secular music, and you were getting ready to go to church with someone, I think it says, and they be, they began to talk to you about the sound. Can you share that? Because that was real. I thought that was real. It was cute, and it was, it, and it was a thing that I understand to the degree, because I've heard certain sounds in the world that mm-hmm. I would go like, man, that song would be awesome in the church. And then when mm-hmm. you try to do it in the church, uh, it loses something in translation in the atmosphere. Do you remember what, what I'm talking about here? Go ahead. I, I do. I think there's a, there might be there might be a couple of things. I, are you referring to when I was talking about um, bringing music that, that was used in like in a secular song into? Yes. Okay. That one. Okay. Yes. So um, I was just really addressing that. I know that I've heard times um, even brothers and sisters in Christ, where they will use a secular song. They'll take the music to a secular song and they will change the lyrics and, you know, put, you know, Jesus-oriented, gospel-oriented lyrics on top. And then I've actually seen them try to minister this in a church, in a church service, whether it's Sunday morning or something Sunday evening. And I was sharing in the book that part of the reason that that is not 
helpful to ministry, right? Because when we talk about ministry first, we are ministering unto the Lord first um, and, and then to people. And so when we take those lyrics, because there's an association that happens with music mm-hmm. and that's part of the power is that because of the pattern of, of sounds and different things in music, it helps to inscribe in your brain. It helps you to remember a song. You could never remember the lyrics to probably one of your favorite songs if they, if it was not accompanied to music. If you just sat there and looked at the lyrics, uh, it would take you a very long time or you might give up. <laughs> and so music ties that together to help you to remember. So the the problem is, is that when you take that, that ungodly song, that secular song, and then use it in a church setting, the message has already been inscribed in people's minds from the actual song that they know. And so while you are playing, you know, you might be singing different lyrics, but people are hearing because the sound is attached to the lyrics people are hearing what is being brought back to their mind and playing in their mind is actually the lyrics to the ungodly song. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it makes it no effect. It, it does not, it may sound good, uh, but it is not the sound that, that God desires to hear. Right. And I talked about how um, if we're coming to worship the Lord, then our job as psalmists and minstrels is to put the attention on the Lord. And if we bring something in from the secular space and try to put God on top of it, it diverts that attention back into <laughs> whatever that song was about and away from the Lord. So that's what I talked about. Well, woman of God, I want to share an experience that I had at my church in my early years. Um, the Lord had had me to, I'm a strong researcher and the Lord had me to read a book called the divine horseman. And, um, and he told me to take scripture and, and show in scripture what the word of God is saying. The divine horseman is a book about an anthropologist who had wrote about a voodoo ritual that was, that she had seen. And in the book, whatever they said that those spirits represented, just the Lord had me to break down what he, who he is that he is the divine one, that he is the only one. So anyway, I sort of kind of said to myself, I said, well, Lord, I'm raised up old line Pentecostal. I don't even want to read this book, to be honest with you. I want to keep my spirit clean, you know? No. So the Holy Spirit had me to read it. So as I read it and whatnot, about a week later, we were having a church service. Now, uh, and we had, the church was loaded with people. And the mm-hmm. music was going. They were playing a worship song that you could. They, people were dancing unto the Lord, and as far as I was concerned, it sounded pretty good. So as mm-hmm. the people were dancing and worshiping and praising, the Holy Spirit said to me an odd thing. It was weird. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit said, "Tell the organ to stop. Tell mm-hmm. the guitars to stop, and the singers mm-hmm. to stop." And all that was playing was the drums. All of a sudden, this lady gets up, her eyes rolls back in her head, and she starts actually flapping like this. Wow. And she start, started flashing. All of a sudden, I remembered the chapter in a book, and I said, Ogun, you will not ride her in my church. This spirit was associated with the drum beat in the ritual. Somehow the drum beat that the drummer was beating 
match the exact drum beat that conjured that spirit. When I said that, she turned around to me, eyes rolled back in her head, and said, who told you who I am? And I cast the demon out of her. At the end of the service in her deliverance, she said to me that I came to your church to get deliverance. I was raised up in a family that were voodoo workers, and I came to get delivered. And she said, the demon you cast out of me, she said, that demon has been one that would ride me. And I, I felt it was amazing. I, it was the first time in my life. Now, we've, I've heard it talked about how that music can be infiltrated, how that mute the enemy of our soul, which you're going to you know, deal with that more so. But I saw it firsthand that the church, while what we were shouting off of, and this is not always the case. I'm not one of those people that you have one experience and that answers for everything. But in that particular atmosphere, this demon was able to both hide, ride, and even dance with us. And when it was exposed, we cast it out and broke it by the anointing of God. There is a frequency. There is a sound. And I believe that you have tapped into that sound with what God has given you in your book. So I'm going to let you go ahead and start elaborating some more. But I just had to share that with you. I thought about it the night when I was listening to your book. I thought about that. I said, wow, she knows. She knows about these frequencies. She knows about these sounds. Go ahead, woman of God. Kind of can be very out there for a lot of people, but this is a real thing. We're living in a very heightened spiritual and supernatural climate right now. And I, um, so as, as I mentioned to you guys, uh, professionally, I had been a music teacher teaching um, music in an elementary school. And I remember we were doing a series on drums. We were doing working with the djembe. The djembe drum originates from uh, West Africa. Um, and so before I go into this, I just want to interject. So one of the things that I think that is important to people to understand is that the, or, the origins of music used by humans um, and civilization was primarily for worship and for warfare. So those two things, those are the primary uses of music. That's that's music history. That's that's not something I'm making up. You can understand. I, I studied um, music appreciation even, even in college. This is a known thing. The, the origins, human civilization, worship and warfare. Mm. not entertainment. You know, we, we listen to the radio now, but remember radio is, is fairly new. Mm -hmm. When we talk about thousands of years of civilization, um, I, I don't know where, I mean, radio might've been within maybe the last couple hundred years, something yes. like that. Yes. Um, so we have to understand the purpose of music and that the purpose of music is tied to worship. <laughs> Come on. So, yes. So now going back to what you said, um, so because of uh, the, the djembe drum originates from Africa, um, the continent of Africa is known in terms of its musical contributions. It is known primarily for drums, things with beats and uh, rhythms, right? And so I like to incorporate, incorporate things from different culture, you know, to work with my students, kind of give them, you know, different experience. So I had this idea. I said, you know, let me see if I could find some rhythms for, for this drum to teach my students. 
And so I went on YouTube searching for some rhythms, you know, do you have other people showing you how to do the rhythms for the djembe? And I find one and I said, okay, this is cool. Let me, I, I would like to teach my students this is, this is easy enough. So I start practicing the rhythm and everything. And then, um, I don't know, sometime later between the time that I researched this on YouTube and was practicing it and ready was ready to teach my students, I came across another video on the same uh, rhythm because they have names to these rhythms. Mm. Well, what I didn't know and what this person explained in this YouTube video is that this particular rhythm was tied to a mating ritual. Wow. Yes. And so immediately I said, oh, my God, like, thank you, Lord, that I did not teach this rhythm to my students, because this rhythm has been associated uh, with a particular thing. Mm -hmm. And so I understand. Right. Because. Again, going back into history, a lot of these civilizations, right. Um, they were influenced by what what people call the, the little idol statues and things like that that they see and people talk about and, mm -hmm. you know, all these statues in history. These were carvings um, based on spiritual beings yes. that were oftentimes would give people information. They would appear to them uh, supernaturally, whether in person or even through dreams. And we know the Bible talks about how the Lord, Adonai, he has done that. Yes. So we have to understand, and I think that's why it's so important in the church and, and purity, like you said, it's, you know, you want to remain pure, but I, I think we have to really understand the spirit realm and how the spirit realm works. So I say that all to say this information, these beings, what they will do, they will give people information. They will give them sounds. They will give them frequencies. It doesn't matter what sphere that you're in, mm -hmm. right? Um, they can give information to you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so a lot of times certain things have been passed down and they're labeled as tradition, but they're things that were given by um, spirit beings, talking about uh, demonic spirits, talking about uh, fallen spirits, fallen angels, um, you know, that that are still interacting with the, the, the earth that we live in. And so, yes, it's, it's, it is, it sounds very extreme, but this is a real thing that we're dealing with. So by me, if I had released that sound into them and taught them this rhythm, wow. I could have been releasing, right, the, that those spirits attached, because this is a, attached to a mating ritual, right? right? So I could be releasing spirits of, of, of perversion, promiscuity, uncleanness, you know, into their lives by, by doing this. But I, here's what I praise God for in what you're saying. The minstrel has an accountability to God to be care very conscious of what they're ushering in. It's more than just jumping on and showing your skills. It's about yes. worship. It's about uh, the prophetic purpose of what that sound is about. And I thank God that, that, you, uh, that you're sharing that because um, many times I have had what people call worship uh, mm -hmm. what they call a uh, sound or worship. And there, uh, there's a part of me that just does not, it's on a realm, but it's not in the spirit. So I would ask you, what does it mean to hear the sound? Cause that's your book. What does it mean to hear the sound? 
Yeah, so when we talk about hearing the sound, we're talking about identifying spiritually uh, what is coming through music, what is coming through a sound. So specifically, I wrote this book from, from, from the point of being a menstrual and a psalmist. I do talk about some different things in terms of um, the other, right? We have a kingdom, we have light, we live in light, uh, those who belong to Jesus Christ, and we have a kingdom of darkness. Uh, so the focus on, on this book is from the position of light and talking about hearing God's sound. And so uh, as you read the book, it will teach you how to hear God's sound and how to be on the same frequency. Because sometimes people think the frequency is just a frequency, or if you do dot, 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 dot like that's it. But it's it's not really it. And I and I did I actually recorded a video on this. Um, I'm gonna come back to that. Uh, but so when I talk about um, hearing the sound, we are talking about being in tune to the frequency of heaven, being in tuned with the Lord, so that we can release what He wants to release in the earth. Because music is a medium of prophecy. Music is actually a form of prophecy. Um, and then I have different scriptures in the book that talk about this. But it talks about um, how the sons that they were in the temple, and it talks about how they prophesied through their instruments. Mm. So a lot of times we think prophecy is just with your mouth. No music sound because music is a is a um, is a pattern of sounds, okay? It is it's a communication tool. And I detail that in the book and talk about it to tie everything together so you really understand. Uh, so you can actually prophesy strictly just through music, even if no one is, is saying any words. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about hearing the sound, we're talking about being in tune spiritually to the Lord so that we can release the right sound. Um, and so... Part of, like I said, you can be someone who is um, a musician in church, a singer in church. And I talked about that, how you can still be releasing sounds from other places, because if you're not in tune with God's spirit. Um, and uh, I, <laughs> I, you know, I mentioned about how you could release sounds from other places that are not coming from heaven. Wow. Depression was like an oppressive cloud that mm. was coming through the sound. Um and, and it was like something completely overtook him. And I remember, because I was set to lead one of the songs, I think I was set to lead like maybe the second song. And uh, so I opened up with my song and then afterwards, my my, my pastor's wife, um, she had shared with me, she was like, you know, you rescued the service that day. And I was mm -hmm. like, really? You know, uh, this was years ago. So I didn't even have the full understanding. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I was like, really? And she and she was saying yes. And I began to reflect on on what she said. Um, and so that's why this is this is so important, you know, and, and I talk about how we have to operate um in purity, um, and in and with clean hands and a pure heart, because I think this is Psalms. I believe it's 24, talking about who can ascend until the hill of the Lord, who can mm -hmm. stand in his holy place. So we're talking about releasing a sound from heaven. That means that we have to be positioned. And it says, he that hands has clean hands and a pure heart. So it means that we have to be positioned in a certain way to even access um, certain certain realms to be really before God in heaven to hear his sound, to hear what he's saying and releasing that on the earth. Yeah, now, woman of God, I, I, um, 
as I told you earlier when we had talked, I'm not one that goes on to do a lot of severely attacking people or things uh, because yeah. when I go to war, it's with purpose. I mean, really, uh, you know, that's 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 the way that I operate because I am a, a, a warfare general. And but mm -hmm. I will tell you this. I have seen. Entertainment hijack the worship, the music of God. And, and you can tell and you can you can discern and you can feel it in the atmosphere. And sometimes I think if you had anything to say to uh, musicians, psalmists, to those that are out there, uh, and, and, and I'm not talking about the fact that God can bless, of no doubt, God can bless a certain sound, a certain music that reaches out and touches the lives of not only God's people, but the entire world. But where do you find that, how that um, you're not, uh, your your sound, your your purpose in being a psalmist is not hijacked and it becomes all for producing and entertainment instead of worship and attaining. Uh, it, can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Yes, yes. And that 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 kind of goes really, really deep. Um, and so I'm <laughs> I am going to I'm I'm gonna cut I'm going to tackle this in a couple aspects. So one, I think it's important to understand when we talk about entertainment, and one of the words for entertainment actually means distraction. Wow. Yes. Um, and so I think what people have to understand is uh because entertainment often comes through in our present day, uh, things that we've learned from the music industry. And uh, with the music industry, we have to understand the music industry has a different purpose from the, with the purpose that God has for music, mm -hmm. right? The music industry is based on money, selling songs, selling music. Um, even if you are an artist, most artists, they do not write their own songs. There is an agenda in the music industry. They choose the songs. They choose what they want you to sing about. Um, they choose the writers. Oftentimes they choose the producers, you know, so we, we have hidden agendas within the music industry, right? Um, even affecting our community. And I'm going to come back to that. So we have to understand from a secular space, the goal is money. The goal is sales. Uh, when we talk about music from God's perspective, this is tied to worship, right? And I just, I believe that there is a certain limitation. There has been a cap that has been set because we've had a certain mindset that we have not understood the true power of music the way that God wants us to use it. Um, and so that's the place where entertainment has come in. We've been relegated to our soul, still being in the soulish realm of, you know, how we feel and, you know, and, and, and nothing's wrong with that, right? Uh, that That's good mm -hmm. to a certain place. But when we're talking about the spirit, right, yes. we, we, we're talking about beyond the soul. We're talking about um in, in terms of uh, God, right? We're talking about prophecy. We're talking about releasing healing, releasing deliverance, releasing financial breakthroughs. So there are certain services that I've been in. And sometimes I, to be honest, I find myself in a, in a, in an unusual space sometimes as a psalmist, because I, yes, I can go in and I can sing a song in, but, but that's not what I'm wired for. And, and I understand that. So call me when you want an atmosphere. You know, call me when you want. <laughs> Come on now. When you want 
Yeah, when you want manifestation of, of supernatural breakthroughs um, in your in your meeting or in the service, not just to say, oh, wow, you sounded really good. You sung that song really well. You sung me under the chairs or under the pews, <laughs> as, as some people would say. And so it, it's a different mindset. It's a whole different school of thought. And in order to be in that school of thought, you have to be disciplined. You have to be disciplined in God. You have to be disciplined in your faith. You have to be disciplined in your walk. This is not just your, your skill, right? Or your natural giftings. We're talking about spiritual things. And so we, in order for us to be, um, to be pure, to be clean, then we have to walk in God's ways and we have to live the life that he calls us to live and not be living a life um, in, in compromise, you know, and that's, and that's the reality, but worship requires discipline. And there's a scripture that I referenced, um, it's not on the top of my head, but it talks about, um, it says how fools despise discipline. Mm -hmm. And so I was saying that we can see that issues with moral character, right? Because everybody wants to talk about character, goes back to a lack of discipline. So we have to have spiritual disciplines. And I believe that in the church that we've not spent a lot of time actually talking about spiritual disciplines. These are the way, these are things that you need to put in your life in order to walk in a certain place. Talking about carrying God's glory and manifesting his glory, right? I'm sure that you and your wife, as even as, um, as generals, apostles, and deliverance ministers, there is a certain way that you have to live your life day Absolutely. in and day out. Absolutely. You know? And, and I don't necessarily only mean uh, avoiding sin because every believer should be <laughs> abstaining from mm -hmm. sin, mm -hmm. but also talking about certain things that we have to do to stay, to maintain a certain place. So, for example, one of those things for me, like the Lord has shared with me, is spending time, I typically, most days, I probably say five out of seven of the days of the week, I spend praying in the spirit for 20 minutes. Yes. Because praying in the spirit is something that tunes me to the Lord's spirit, helps to remove all of the clutter, all of the noise, and then I can hear at another place, you know. You know what I find, uh, um, I find amazing about God that the embodiment of praise and worship in the first rebel, uh, Lucifer, the light bearer, it mm -hmm. is so amazing that it says, I think, in the book of Ezekiel or Isaiah, how that there was instruments that were piped and developed into him. And he led, uh, some people say he led the choirs of heaven, but I think he led every sound that everything that had life had the rhythm from, uh, the, the, the life spring from it. And it was mm -hmm. through his pride and arrogance, not taking accountability of his ways and his actions that infiltrated God's kingdom till one third of the angels became affected by someone who understood harmony, who understood frequencies, who understood a sound. Because I've often said in my teachings, what kind of, you know, I'm old school. We used to say that brother must have had a powerful rap. Anytime he could rap or talk down until one third of the angels go like, well, I don't know either. Now, how you do that? Here they are in the presence of the creator of all things. And that one that had sound inside of him, that had instruments in his body, set a frequency that caused one third of the heavenly beings to become in disharmony, 
in chaos, in tohu and bohu, without void and sound, it happened. So I find that amazing, you know, in the origin of music itself, that God had that harmony and that grace right. and one that he trusted with it. Right. And then we understand, right, that that part of that, that, <laughs> that rebellion, um, because the Bible talks about the, the rebellion, right? The rebellion in heaven. So we understand that this was also something that was connected to sound, <laughs> right? And it was connected to worship because he said, I will exalt my throne, right? I will exalt my throne above the most high. So again, right? Worship, war. When those angels separated, the, that third, that that was war. That was a form of, of, of anarchy, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and so, like you said, it, it's, I am just amazed. I'm still processing what you said, you know, the power of sound, even when it comes to deception. And I, and I kind of want to touch on this a little bit because um, I think what people don't understand is that music, especially in our day right now, is being weaponized. It is being used as a weapon. Uh, it can be used uh, for you, right? A weapon, right? For you, uh, but it can also be used as a weapon against you. And so people are not understanding and they, they're thinking, oh, I'm just listening to music. I'm just listening to this beat. I'm just listening. Oh, it sounds good. And, you know, yeah, but what's the sound in the sound? So you could hear a song, but what is it? What is it communicating to you? What messages is it sending you? Because I will say for a, a lot of us, people that look like uh, you and I, um, the messages and the music that's associated with our community are, are messages of death, destruction, mm -hmm. uh, uncleanness, mm -hmm. perversion. Say it. Um, and, and, and so people are listening to this and you're like, do you realize like you're listening to a whole song about killing and murdering people? Say it. And this is what's playing in your head. And they don't realize it, but these are actually spirits. They, they're, they're communicating, they're gaining access to your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions to influence you. And if you are not filtering out, then you're taking that in and you begin to live. And we see the effects of, of this music in our, in our society. We see all these people that are going around running, shooting up places, um, all this, this um, proliferation of, of gang violence, youth ending up, especially males, ending up in jail, prison. Amen. And if you ask them, what, what do they listen to? The most they're gonna tell you, um, it's a lot of this rap music that is talking about shooting, killing, drugs, violence, um, sex, promiscuity, all of these things. And so um, this is a this is a weapon. This is uh, music being used as warfare against the souls of people to ensnare, further ensnare mankind for the destruction of their souls. We all know if you're going to jail, uh, you killing people, you're uh, robbing, you're on drugs. We already know that the quality of life for you is going to be poor. And that's what the agenda and the enemy desires to bring even into certain communities. And so you talk about, you know, people talk about all of this, um, you know, trauma and overcoming trauma. They don't realize they're being traumatized through music. Mm -hmm. You're being traumatized through the music that you listen to. And it's that deception that you talk about um, that people are moving and they're listening to. And, and right before we did this um, 
our lives today. I saw somebody put up a post and it was a teacher and she was crying. She was emotional because she said, there's an agenda being pushed to our children and into our culture mm-hmm. where she says, um, she said, students are requesting during their circle time, you know, time of sharing, learn, learning songs and different things like that. She says, students are requesting pound town. You know, and this is a, these are, we talking about sexually perverse songs. Mm, my God. She's saying these are her five-year-old students. They're requesting this. But why are they requesting it? Because this is what they're listening to. This is what their parents are playing. Mm. And so parents are riding in the car, doing whatever they do at home. They're listening to this stuff. These things are, these messages are going into your children's mind. Children don't have the level of filter um, that adults have. I mean, not that every adult has a filter because the Holy Spirit is the best filter, Amen. but they are even more susceptible to, to messages, to messaging um, that because they, they don't have the awareness. That's, that's why they're children. That's why they, they should be protected um, because they don't have the awareness to filter through um, what they're listening to. But the bigger thing is that not only are these messages, but in some time, in some cases, like the example you gave, these are actual demonic spirits that are going through these songs and being released. And I'm actually, I'm going to do a video um, soon talking about how you can, how you can identify the spirit in a song. And most of the time, these spirits, they tell you who they are, because if you look at the lyrics, they will tell you what spirit they are because it will line up with the, with the name of that spirit, everything that they're talking about. Um, and so this is, th- this is a really, this is a serious thing, you know, that's going on, that's affecting our society. We want to talk about even with the, the sexual perversions, how that affects family, mm-hmm. people not being able to um, have committed relationships, enter into marriage, a successful marriage, um, talking about uh, pregnancies, uh, you know, having having pregnancies, you know, we don't talk about this, but you become a single parent, that's your first step into poverty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, tell it. You know, and we I don't know why we don't talk about this, but this is this is the reality. There's stats and there's statistics all behind these things. And so when the Lord talks about saving our soul and preventing from the destruction of our soul, he didn't just mean hell in the afterlife, Come on. but he was also talking about the effects of hell on our soul, right? Satan's kingdom on our soul in earth keeping us in bondage while we're here in earth. And so when we are taking on these things and these messages, what we're seeing is bondage. We're seeing the bondage of Satan's kingdom. And and this is something that really needs to be highlighted so that people could see because God is pro-marriage, pro-children in in covenant, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, all of these different things. We see the light and the light is good. And then we could clearly see the darkness and say, no, this is not good. This is this is horrible. But this is coming through our sound. A lot of it is coming through well, our me, music. Let, let, let me let me interject something. Uh, sure. I want you to give give a little light on the need of, of psalmists and minstrels and their accountability, their care, mm-hmm. and their mentorship. Those three areas, the accountability, the care, mm-hmm. and their mentorship. Because the church really needs... And there's someone out there that are that are menstrual. Matter of fact, I just saw on Facebook 
today. There was a young man that I prophesied to almost 15 years ago and what mm -hmm. have you. He is now getting ready to do some amazing menstrual work uh, and, 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 and on, on a platform. And the Lord had prophesied that to him when he was a kid. And this young man is from North Carolina. And I, I watched him today, and I'm just kind of so excited about him and what have you. But uh, for these, those that are listening now, the psalmist mm -hmm. and minstrels' accountability, their care, and their mentorship. Could you share on that? Because your book has these items in it. They are, they serve, right? Um, but we understand even biblically that they were connected to the priesthood, that they were a part of the priesthood. Um, and so even with what they do, they are ministering before the Lord. They're ministering to people. They are preaching the gospel, but they get sometimes the least amount of care in the church. Come on, tell <laughs> and, and I say this because I, I can attest it's, it's a part of my journey. Um, I have literally seen because of the nature, right? We talk about warfare. So there's certain warfare that we encounter as psalmists and minstrels because of what we carry. Um, and I talk about that. What the enemy will try to do is that he doesn't want the true sound of God to be released. Come on. And so I believe what he, he does is he tries to strategically attack people that are gifted in these areas as psalmists and minstrels because he wants to uh, he wants to bring mixture to the sound. He wants to taint it so that the, the sound that God truly desired doesn't come forth. And so uh, we have a different level of warfare than maybe somebody that is the usher or the greeter or who sits on the finance committee concerning our souls. And so um, I, I think most people can see some of the, the warfare that musicians have had to face in the church. Sometimes there are negative things that are associated, mm -hmm. you know, with that. And, and so I don't want to, obviously my heart and, and being a part of that family, like that, those are my people. <laughs> as a, as a, as a pastor, uh, yes. overseer and a point leader in the church, mm -hmm. what can we do? We as overseers, pastors, leaders, uh, what can we do to, to support, to strengthen our, our ministers. Mm -hmm. What, on our part, what can we do? More than just wait for them to give us a sound, what can mm -hmm. we do as leaders? I would like to know that. What can we do? No, sure, absolutely. Um, so, care, right? Um, pastors, I believe, are, are supposed to be shepherds. They're supposed to uh, watch over the souls of those who they have been entrusted um, with. And so when you have psalmists and minstrels, whether they're contracted, right, whether they are a part of your uh, congregation or not, and that's a whole other thing, uh, but they, you, you should demonstrate care for their soul. Who are they as a person? What are their likes? What do they dislike? What are they into? What is their family like? Who are their family members? You know, just, I think, basic relational things, getting to know them, getting to know what are their goals? You know, what, is, what do they, they desire out of their, their gifting, what God has given to them and entrusting them? And also as a point of a, of a leader that often has more experience, being able to communicate, okay, here are, if you want to walk in these places, here are some areas that, that you're going to need to development, to have development in. There, there has to be a level of trust built and musicians and psalmists can't just be looked at 
as strictly, oh, pe people for hire. And, and I think that a lot of times that has been what is going on in the church. It's like, okay, I hire you so that I don't have any, um, or I pay you, right? I'll say it like that. So therefore, you know, that's it. You do whatever you do and that's it. But but that's but that's not the model of the church, right? Mm -hmm. That's not the model of the Bible. Um, we understand that even in the Old Testament, although we're not in the Old Testament, we understand that they were compensated, yes. but they were a part of the priesthood. Yes. They still had certain responsibilities. They still had certain duties. They still had certain expectations that were required of them. And so I think just simple caring relationship getting to know them, building trust, hearing them and, and their perspective. A lot of times uh, people want to hear our music, but they don't want to know us. Or they could take our music, but they can't. Yes. They don't want to deal with us. And so it, it it's like this disassociation and it's like, no, but there's a soul here. Um, and so we we have to demonstrate, um, you know, care. Um, for, for the souls. I want to I share an experience years ago that I had. And I, I and when I say this, I've, I've had some amazing people in my church, man. I thank God for them uh, and mm -hmm. what have you. I praise God for them. But we had an experience that I want to share with you, and I think I need to share it because uh, sometimes the body of Christ needs to hear the 100. Well, here goes an experience we had. I had been traveling on the road and doing deliverances and conferences all over the place. And there was this particular singer. She mm -hmm. would show up and I'm telling you the truth, the power of God would fall. And my ministry on the road was so much easier when she would mm -hmm. bring in the bring usher in the anointing. She ends up coming to our church. And this was, like I said, many years ago, and we were so immature. I'll, I'll put it like that. That mm -hmm. when this gift came, God sent a musical gift. He sent a voice, a sound that was powerful, that was brought breakthrough. The jealousy and attacks that came at this girl was crazy. Now, mm -hmm. me being the pastor at the time, there were things that were not ever done in my face, but they would be done behind the scene. And I never will forget this gift came to me and said with tears, Apostle, I was sent to be a help. And I looked at her and I was like, what? And she said, but I can't take the attacks. Mm -hmm. She said, my spirit is broken. She said, I'm going back home. Wow. And it was a point where in, I said, well, what, what was it? She said, the jealousy, the warfare I went through. Some wouldn't even wouldn't even sing or come in when they when they when I was singing, and it was a real attack. Now this wasn't somebody that had uh, she was just going through a little rejection, and she was like, "No, the jealousy and the 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 spirit of wanting to be like the disciples, who will be the greatest among us." It mm -hmm. literally <laughs> killed a gift that was sent to us. Are you hearing me? And yes. when that gift got killed. The sound that was in our ministry went down, and it was a number of years later that God sent another person in that was able to rescue that. I literally, and I'm going to tell the truth and shame three devils right now, mm -hmm. I literally lost a gift that came to actually help what we were doing and over jealousy and envy and carnality. 
And that girl left our ministry and bless her heart. Every time I would be out preaching within a 60 mile perimeter, that girl would show up and I would look at her and go, she said, I'm here pastor. And I would look at her almost. I would look, I would look at her almost with tears in my eyes because mm-hmm. God had sent me a sound. He had said, she wasn't just a person. She mm-hmm. wasn't just a, just a, some gift we were going to use. God has sent us a sound. He has sent mm-hmm. something that he had developed, and we mm-hmm. ended up losing it because of jealousy, because of envy, because of immaturity and carnality. I say this to those that have minstrels, those that have people that God sends with a grace. Embrace the grace. That's all I'm saying. Embrace mm-hmm. the grace. And, and that's good, Apostle. And, um, you know, and, and I, and I kind of go into some deeper things, <laughs> you know, in this book. I mean, this is a really broad topic, but uh, we need support. We need support from our leaders. Um, there has to be lines of communication that are open. We have to address certain issues. We have to address issues in music ministry, uh, regular meetings. You know, whether even if it's just monthly meetings with the whole entire music department and even with the pastor, because like you said, sometimes people may be put in certain positions. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I have often seen, because I've worked with a number, I've been a part of a number of different music ministries. And what I have often seen, and I'm just going to call this out because I got to call this out, is that you will have people that sit right under the pastor they will oftentimes be the, the, the pastor's right-hand people, mm-hmm. um, people that have been with them for years, that have supported their ministry for years. But because of things that they are dealing with internally, they will sabotage. Come on, say it. Things. They will sabotage things in the ministry. And because the, the pastor has just so entrusted these people to oversee certain things, they don't know what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's actually occurring until... Someone leaves, yep. some kind of fight breaks out, you know, and, and so my heart in that is to even speaking with pastors and, and leaders, do not take a hands off approach when it comes to music ministry. Should you be micromanaging things? Like, absolutely not. But it is important to have lines of communication, feedback channels where people can be able to discuss the truth about what's going on. Because sometimes people will sit in a meeting and because other people are there, they don't want to say certain things Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they are going to get, if you want to say backlash, we're talking about certain things openly. There, There has to be lines of communication open to discuss us, not in a mindset of, um, and I talk about this, not us against each other, us against the problem. Yes. And we have to have that mindset. It's us against the problem. We're trying to fix problems. We're not trying to be against people. So that that's one piece. Other times, uh, musicians, psalmists, because of some of the warfare that we deal with and the attack that the enemy tries to bring to us, uh, deliverance, deliverance is needed. Um, we need to ha- we need to have some conversations uh, about the the life that we because some people they are struggling they are struggling and no one is addressing their needs they're not addressing their issues they're just hoping somehow they'll, they'll just get it I know me personally I have had to seek out 
counsel in a number of different areas. If I would have just, you know, some people say, oh, just sit in the church, you know, sit in this church. We'll give you everything you need. That's not my story. That's not my testimony. I have often had to go to people that specialized in certain areas in order to get what I need, you know? So, so that brings up mentorship. Um, there there are times I've sought out mentorship, um, people that are, uh, apostles that have been psalmists and minstrels that are now apostles, uh, that are sitting in the office of prophets that can help you through the journey, that can help you navigate some of the the pitfalls, um, because there are certain pitfalls in the process of someone who's called as a psalmist and minstrel. And, and that ties in with the prophetic, because if we're saying psalmist and minstrel, we're talking about the music and also merging with with your prophetic gift, and that that group, that segment of people, are often left. Um, you know, now is the word marginalized. Yes. Marginalized in the church. But the moment something happens, everybody wants to have something bad to say about them. Mm-hmm. But when they leave the church Sunday and they are struggling and dealing with all the stuff they got to deal with in life, nobody cares about them. Mm-hmm. They don't care about them. They care about them when they show up on Sunday. Oh, you know, to sing and to minister and how it benefits them. And so I think part of my heart is, again, with pastors and leaders, seeing these are people, these are souls, and their soul is more important than their gift. And you're not doing them any justice if you see their soul, um, if you you, you see their soul going down, their soul being oppressed by the enemy, and, and you're just sitting there and just riding off of their gift. That is abuse. I, I, I consider that that's spiritual Amen. abuse. Amen. Woman of God. And I have, and have, and go I have ahead. Seen, I, I have seen mm. um, personally minstrels that like your life is jacked up. Your personal life is jacked up. You don't live anything like what this gospel that we're supposed to be preaching. And the leaders know it. And they will still have them operating and doing everything. And Say it's it. like this person's soul is in danger. danger. To help. Yep. Yep. You're not helping them. Woman of God, I, I want to say to you once again, I, it's been a pleasure having you on. And to all of you guys, this is her book. Amen. Uh, I'm, we're we're going to take the time right now because God knows this has been such a blessing. I appreciate you, woman of God. And could you tell people some of the ways to get up with you? I've thrown up a screenshot of uh, contact and what have you. And uh, could you just share where you're at? Because I think you're on Amazon or whatever. Let me let you have that before we get ready to get out. Sure. So um, my book is on Amazon, and I think that you have the link for that. So maybe you can uh, post it in the uh, the comments. Um, but it is available on Amazon. It's under my name, Tamisha Campbell. And the book is Hear the Sound, A Guide to Releasing Heaven on Earth Through Music. So again, Tamisha Campbell, Hear the Sound, A Guide to Releasing Heaven on Earth music. Um, you can find me pretty much on most of the social media. I'm, I'm most active on Facebook um, and YouTube. I'm also on Instagram as well. And I also do, I'm actually getting ready to do a series of um, trainings, trainings with music departments. So if that is something that you are interested in, because I talk about how you can still have the prophetic and still be structured. It doesn't have to be one or the other.
here where, you know, um, things are not orderly. God is a God of order. Um, and so I am doing a series of trainings for music departments. Uh, I can be reached at info at TamishaCampbell.com. So that's info at TamishaCampbell.com. You can find me there. If you find me on any uh, social media, you can reach out to me there as well. So that's for bookings, uh, trainings, speaking engagements, uh, things of the like. Praise God. And amen. And I, I, once again, I cannot thank you enough. It, this has been an amazing blessing and what have you. And there is some of the links to her YouTube and her Instagram. I'm going to leave it up there for a minute. You know, I want to say to you, woman of God, you have been an absolute blessing. And I'm going to go over your book again because <laughs> I'm sitting up here talking to you. And I'm like, man, wait a minute. I got to go a little bit deeper. And to all of my Facebook, YouTube, and also uh, the General of Deliverance podcast. It has been a blessing to that to have this woman of God on. Amen. And so uh, as I get ready to close out, I do want to close out with prayer and want to make sure that those that are looking for your book can see this is what her book looks like. I've kept putting it up. And uh, we're going to try to keep bringing on guests like this of this quality of person that, of believers that God has given us. I want to tell you this, woman of God, I want to thank the Lord for you yielding your life to striving out what God has put in you and living Amen. out what he's what he's doing through you. Amen. So I want Amen. you to close out with a word of prayer and amen. And, uh, and, uh, and, and once again, from all of us, from the general of deliverance podcast, we thank you for coming on with us, woman of God, and you close out with prayer. Amen. Thank you. It was definitely a blessing to be on with you. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, God, I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for who you are. I want to thank you, Lord, even for each and every listener on this live and even those that will watch the replay. I pray that your sound, God, would be released in their lives, God, that even as they read the book and get a greater understanding that you will show them how they can further release your sound in their lives, sound that brings deliverance, sound that brings healing, sounds that brings uh, breakthrough, breakthrough in different areas, breakthrough in finances, breakthrough in family, Lord. I pray even over for the minstrels and psalmists, those who are listening, God, that you would cover them. I pray that you would guide them to the right uh, people that can train them, that can cultivate them, that can mentor them, God, and that you are awakening your psalm and minstrels to hear you out of dimension that they've never heard you before, to bring forth the manifestation of your kingdom, to bring forth the supernatural, and to manifest heaven on earth. And I thank you, Lord, for all of this. And I pray that you would bless uh, the apostle and his wife and that you would keep them, Lord God, even in the ministry that you have assigned to them, Lord, that it would continue to go forth and to be blessed and prosperous in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, look, God bless you, everyone. And as I close out, I want to tell those that desires to support her ministry, you can cash app her at dollar sign worship. Well, that's dollar sign worship. Well, those that use Zale can uh, uh, actually cash app her at Zale at uh, Campbell dot Tamisha at Gmail dot com. And pa on PayPal is Campbell.Tamisha at gmail.com. Well, look, God bless you. And I'm going to tell you guys like I usually do. I want you to always know that God, he is watching to love us, to keep us, and carry us. God bless you. Thank you for being with us, woman of God. 
Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure, amen, to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom, life, and family. So I trust these podcasts blesses you, and I'm going to catch you guys in another teaching. God bless. Bye-bye.